all you know Disrespect us, feel great. Pissed off, see in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. So how did that feel? Feel great. How did that feel? Pissed off. So how did that feel? Feel great. Welcome to, I think this will be the last episode of season three for the Out of Your League um, podcast. I'm your host, Vivian. Joined with me is Milton, who has decided not to do the intro today because he is still uh, nursing his pain from last weekend. How are you doing today, Milton? I'm a wounded cat. Licking my wounds in a little corner of my room. I still haven't showered. I haven't gotten off bed. It's been a terrible week. So I don't feel I have the energy to even do a welcome. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it was um it was not the outcome that we were hoping for for Super Bowl fifty six. And we'll talk about the game a little bit later. Oh, but let's to? just I'm sorry? Do we have to talk about the game today? We do, you do, because you know we're professionals, and sometimes when things go don't go our way, we still gotta gotta power through and keep our heads up. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm glad you're leading this. I'm glad you're leading this. I can't find the strength. Yeah, this could be therapeutic. All right, let's do this. All right. I think this will be a, a rather short episode, seeing as um, we don't really have much to talk about besides the big game. Um, I suspect when the drafts happen, we'll probably do a little bonus episode like last year. But in terms of news updates, I think we were just so hyped around the Super Bowl last week when we recorded. We completely forgot that the NFL awards were actually the night that we recorded. And then I swear we got off the recording and then I was like watching, uh, I was watching TV and then they started broadcasting the awards and I was like, shit, (laughs) we completely (laughs) forgot. Um, But we do have the list of honors here. Some, I think most of these are to no one's surprise, although there were a couple of, I felt, Uh, random choices here but we'll start off with the rookies Um, offensive rookie of the year no surprise here Jamar Chase that he was absolutely balling out all season um, including during the big game so I I don't think that's any surprise here I want to say this is a better rookie of the year season than we saw from Justin Jefferson who was an absolute beast Um, when he won that award mm-hmm. then we have uh micah parsons as the defensive rookie of the year so also a stellar year from him yep. um and then just the overall policy rookie of the year was again jamar chase now moving into um the regular players of the year we have defensive player of the year tj watt this was an especially cool moment at the award because we got to see uh, his brother JJ, um, also oh, yeah. you know the last the last defensive player of the year, present him the award. So that was like a special moment for the Watt family, I thought. And then the offensive player of the year uh, was Cooper Cup. You know he is. Yep. He captured the triple crown um, this year. So you know 145 receptions. Um, 
1,947 receiving yards and 16 wow. receiving touchdowns. So the leading wide receiver on the season for all those things. So I think that's well-deserved. I think there were a couple of players that, you know, you could make an argument for, for offensive player of the year, you know, Jonathan Taylor, um, Debo had huge impact for the Niners, Debo. obviously, but I think um, well-deserved for Cooper Cup, considering the the season yeah. that he had with Matthew Stafford this year. Mm-hmm. No arguments um, there. Yeah, I don't. Even though yeah, he killed the Bengals. So. No. <laughs> um, we have comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. That one is also like. Yeah. No surprise. Um, no arguments for you know, Dak whole... Prescott. Yeah, Dak, you know, he did he start the season pretty strong, yeah. Um, but the, the Cowboys kind of fell apart there in the end. But Joe Burrow, I mean, coming off an early injury in your rookie season, not playing, like, the majority of your rookie season and coming back in your sophomore year and taking your team to the Super Bowl, like, that is a crazy feat. True, true. All right. I'll take it. Um, you have your uh, FedEx Air Player of the Year, which is Tom Brady. Um, ground Player of the Year, which is Jonathan Taylor, I think. No surprises there. Those are like consolation and, prices, no? The FedEx uh, Air <laughs> Yeah, kind of. It's like, <laughs> you know, you aired it out. You ran a lot. but Second servings, um, yeah. Still, people who did slightly better than you at their jobs. Um, Wow. (laughs) um, We have the assistant coach of the year, which is the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Dan Quinn. So I think that one was no surprise. I was a little bit surprised at uh, coach of the year, which that accolade was given to Titans head coach, Mike Rabel. Um. So you don't agree with yeah, that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like when I saw that, I was like, "What? That's not what I expected." I don't know that I have. <laughs> like, I don't know if off the top of my head, I could be like, "Yeah, this this uh, coach absolutely deserved uh, coach of the year." I just I don't think it would be Mike Vrabel. I mean, the Titans were not good. Who would you put there instead? Let's see. Um, could have put. Well, no. There were arguments for uh, Bill Belichick, but then his team fell apart at the end. Uh, there were arguments. Right. For... Like the Titans sucked during playoffs. <laughs> Sadly, these awards don't matter in playoffs. No, it's just regular season. But I think they should extend into the whole story of the NFL season, but whatever. At the stage, I don't care yeah. about the NFL. Yeah, there's. Stupid rule. I think, like, looking at the, the comments um, for this announcement, most people um, think Zach Taylor deserved the award. Oh, yeah. Duh. He took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking at the comments right now. It's like 90% everyone's like, Zach Taylor got snubbed. Zach Taylor got robbed. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, I mean, Zach Taylor beat. Mike Rabel in the yeah. playoffs. So but again, the playoffs. I don't know. Count, that was so. that was questionable for me. 
Yeah, I know. That's happy true. For they should Cradle, wait till though. the end of the season. They should wait know, for the no. end of the season to tell the whole story. Yeah. Or like they should have, exactly. like if you, I understand if you don't want to include the Super Bowl because the, you know you have your own accolades for winning the Super Bowl and you're the world champions. But like at least include the rest of the playoffs. That's why, yeah. Now because then we get into the MVP of the season, which I totally disagree with. Aaron Rodgers and his ridiculous outfit. He looked like the Flintstones or I don't know, whatever. How do you think? What do you think yeah. about his suit? His brown suit. It was brown was um, like yellowish. Yeah, it was a very interesting look for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he broke up with his girlfriend, right? He did. He did. I saw a tweet um, about the announcement where it says that they broke up their, they ended their engagement. He ended the, wow. uh, his engagement with her. And the tweet was uh, Rogers ends engagement with actress Shailene Woodley. Still looking for that second ring. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Not even, he can't <laughs> even I, nail that one. Wow. Yeah. So that, nice that was, uh, that was kind of funny. Um, honestly, I'm really surprised they did not give MVP to Tom Brady, you know, in his retirement last season. And honestly, the season that he had at, you know, better at numbers his age. Overall. And yeah, they, I just, I, I don't know. Very strange. <laughs> Cooper Cup, to me, would have been a way better choice as well. I think he was just... Cooper Cup was just unstoppable this year. He's the he's the reason the Rams won everything they did. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I could have seen that too. Like Cup being the MVP of the year and then a different offensive player of the year. Yeah, quarterback. Um, just swap it up this time. Just put Tom Brady, second <laughs> player, and, and uh, yeah, most valuable yeah. by far. Cooper, you take Cooper Cup out of the Rams and they don't go anywhere. No, yeah, definitely not. And then, of course, we have the Walter Payton Man of the Year um, this year. And that award is always given to someone who's not only a great player on the field, but also um, leaving a positive impact on his community. And this was given to Andrew Whitworth, which I felt like was well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad he's a ram, but yeah. Okay. I mean, former Bengal. Former Bengal, too. Former Bengal, now Ram. Great game. All right. Probably retire this year, right? Like, well, I haven't followed many news this whole week. I've been disconnected from the NFL. So, this is the first time I'm talking football. So, I'm glad we're doing this. So, I'm learning all this as we see it. Well, I mean, I didn't know about the awards, of course, but let's go into some news. All right, some news. Um, head coach updates. So now that the Super Bowl is over, the Vikings were able to make it official. So they confirmed Rams assistant coach Kevin O'Connell to their head coach job. And in his first initial interview, he says he expects to be calling plays. He's excited to coach Kirk Cousins, which he confirmed will be the quarterback <laughs> for the next year since he's under contract. That was a question oh, that he was asked. Where people were like, is Cousins going to be the quarterback? You know, a very diplomatic answer was, well, he's under contract. So, yes, I expect him to be the quarterback. Um, he also says that he wants to emulate McVay. 
from the play calling to the locker room building for his time with the Vikings. So kind of looks like the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers will all run the same offense next year, um, seeing as they're all from, you know, similar coaching trees. The Vikings also hired former Browns head coach Matt, uh, sorry, Mike Bain as mm-hmm. the assistant head coach under Kevin O'Connell. So I think this is not a surprise. He was the first head coach that um, O'Connell coached for, and he also played under him um, when he was a coach for the Jets. So seems like he'll kind of step in as an advisor role. I think it's always good um, to bring in an experienced head coach, you know, have that advisor presence in the locker room for a team that's trying to rebuild. And then it looks like Rams assistant head coach Thomas Brown actually interviewed for a key spot on O'Connell's staff today as well. So more news to come on that probably um, when we eventually do the uh, the draft episode. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Jack Taylor, you know, post the big game, did get a big contract extension into 2026. So the Bengals are keeping him around for a few years. Mm. Okay, okay. So I blame Zach Taylor for the Bengals' loss. Because <laughs> he did some very questionable decisions and coaching things. But Okay, we'll talk about that. Anyways. Yeah. All I think right. Joe Burrow is the one that took that team to the Super Bowl. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, Let's honestly, talk about... <laughs> what is it? Okay, let's talk about Super Bowl 56. Um, Rams Bengals, the line was plus four and a half for Bengals, over under 48 and a half. So, in a sense, we were correct to take the Bengals plus four and a half because that is Mm -hmm. what hit. Um, The Bengals did cover. Um, (laughs) We were correct about taking the under on this game. Um, yes. With the final score being 23 20. 23. Um, per- 46. 43. <laughs> First off, good news is that the knee injury that Joe Burrow suffered during that game, which looks super gnarly when it happened, yeah. um, it looks like it won't require surgery based on the initial test. And he'll have to do some rehab, but the sprain shouldn't drastically this offseason, which is great news for the Bengals. Um, okay. But overall, I don't know, like, score aside, I don't know what you thought about this game, Milton. I felt like this was a fine game, but there were, like, six other games, at least, like, better than this one during the playoffs. Um, you know, I still feel like the Bills-Chiefs game, like, that was probably, like, game of the year. Well, it comes down to whether you like offensive football or more like a chess kind of football. So people, I mean, if you are the kind that likes like shootouts and stuff, that's really not chess. That's just who's the best, who has the best, I don't know, circumstances, who has the ball at the end. So that's kind of like but the Bengals and Rams were more of a chess game. Like they were, you know, checking their pieces and... Uh, doing their moves carefully, trying to not mess up. So 
that's how I see these two ways going. I did enjoy the game, of course, not at the end. Uh, <laughs> so it comes down to, yeah, uh, little mistakes here and there. The Bengals could have killed the Rams. They had everything to kill them. But they went full bungle, which I've seen many times. They melt down. They get cocky when they're winning. They have players without a uniform going to celebrate into the end zone and all this, like, coaching, uh, you know, bad coaching for your players, you, you, lack of discipline. So they totally melt down. That, that's, how, that's how I see it because they were, they had everything to kill the Rams and probably nail a few 30, 35 points on them. So that's yeah. what makes me bitter about this game because they had it. They, 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 they had, you could even see Sean McVay's face. He was like, Oh my gosh, what he like, he was like knocked out in the, by the third quarter. And so you had to go for the kill there. So, but then, and the Bengals were the least penalized team in the whole league, but then, I think they got cocky. They just started feeling they had it in the bag and they lost focus of the game. And that's it. this is what happens with the Bengals. It happened. Yeah, honestly, you're right. It did look like they had all the makings to win the game. You know, yeah. the the offense was clicking. The defense was um, doing pretty well. This was a big game where the Rams defense looked a little shaky in the beginning. You know, Jalen Ramsey, this – uh, this is the most receiving yards he's ever given up in a single game in his entire career. It was in the Super Bowl. They, you know, they were receiving yards. Yeah, like Jamar Chase was that crazy, you know, one-handed catch play. It looked like the Bengals had all the momentum. And then it was just the worst it. two-place sequence to lose a Super Bowl that I've ever seen. Which are those? Um, just like... I don't know. It's like absolutely like I don't understand like with the Super Bowl on the line why you would go with Smaj P Ryan over Mixon who had been falling saying. out all game. You give it to <laughs> your best so man. Confused. You have yeah. I was like, what are you mixed. doing? It was and- it was so bizarre. Um, I do feel like, and I you know, I say this at, obviously I was rooting for the Bengals, huge overall fan. Um, but I say this um, objectively because, you know, okay. I can also, you know, all the time during the regular season when I talk shit about the Niners because they play like shit. I just <laughs> way too many flags when the towards the end there when the Rams needed a touchdown, when there was still, you know, like five minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the refs have been doing well, I feel like, for the most part, all night. Um, just letting the guys play some of the weakest calls I've ever seen. It seemed like they were trying to, they did not call the face mask in the first half that led to one of the Bengals touchdowns. And it seemed like they were making up for that, but they weren't doing it until literally the game was on the line. And, you know, the Rams being a, um, a new team in a major, major city. market. Um, that needed a win. <laughs> oh. I don't know. It seems a little sus there, don't you think? Like, they needed to build a fan base. It's a new team. They built that huge stadium that cost millions of dollars. And they needed this win. And then that is when the refs decided to throw some flags around. Yeah. But I'm the kind of person that 
says you always have to beat both the refs and both the other team, whether it's whichever sport they're playing. And yeah, the Bengals got away with a big, it was a swift uh, face mask. Uh, it was like a magic trick there from T. Higgins. So I'm pretty sure that they missed it because it was so fast. But yeah, he totally grabbed Ramsey. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I'll, if I were the other team, I would be so pissed off. But you know, that's how it is. You get calls. Uh, at the end, Eli Apple was grabbing Cooper Cup all the time. So, I mean, come on, let oh him go. Oh, my God. I just, he was Eli grabbing Apple. him. But he was playing was, good, but then he was grabbing him. How, that's a big question, too. And everybody has been shitting on, like, past and current players have been shitting on Eli Apple. All the fans have been shitting on Eli oh. Apple following this game. But, like, was Eli Apple really the best coverage for Cup? And there was not enough um, double coverage on Cooper Cup, I felt like. Um, you know, there was, we was already know going to like, what? Cooper Cup is like a magician. If you see all his wrath, that guy just sneaks through everyone. Uh, that's why he should, I, he's amazing. I, I, I don't know, for a, for a, Caucasian man, you know, not being black. I don't know how he does that. But he's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't want to get race into race here, but yeah, he's just amazing for a white boy. So, um, I, I yeah. he's unstoppable. He's just an unstoppable force of nature. And he even got like concussed in one, and he was still there playing. I don't know. It's just crazy. So that guy's. Yeah. I'm going. I'm gonna pick him first next year in my draft for sure. <laughs> Honestly, he was a steal in the fantasy drafts. I had him. I think I, I don't remember what round I took him in. Probably later. Remember you know, were... I always go for. I always pick running backs for the first like three rounds. So no, and they were later and, than. And we thought it was going to be Robert Woods. You know, Robert Woods. We thought was going to be the man for the Rams. Because... That was a that was a cool moment after the game. I don't know if you saw this, but you know, no, the after TV. the game. Andrew Whitworth had um, gone up to um, both Robert Woods and Tyler uh, Higby, who were both obviously injured and could not play in the big game. But like his undershirt that he had under his gear, like he put Higby's name and Woods's name like on his shirt, like right over his heart. He's like, you know, I catch you guys on my heart. Like we wouldn't be here without you guys and your contributions this season. So that was, like, a really sweet and touching moment. There were so many touching moments from Andrew Whitworth, I feel like, during the game. Um, I don't know if you saw, like, the interview series, too, when, you know, he talked about how him and Joe Burrow bonded when Burrow was out in L.A. doing his, you know, rehab after his surgeries and, you know, being, like, a little piece of home for Burrow um, while he was out in L.A. by himself, like, far from his um, family and friends. So that was, like... Yeah, so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Such a nice guy. One hundred percent deserve the Walton Walter Payton yeah. Award. Yeah. Um, totally. But oh. in terms of the game. Yeah. You say keep going. No, 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 keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, in terms of the game, you know, Cooper Cup, we just talked about him. He won the uh Super Bowl MVP and did you I think you picked you. him or Donald yeah, I picked right? him to be MVP 
I just learned this um, today. I haven't seen my Twitter, so I'm literally learning that Cooper Cup won MVP because, as I said, I turned off the TV after that Joe Burrow last fourth one, the one pass that dropped. So I didn't know nothing. I just disconnected. So, okay, cool. Yeah, and we yeah, did so pick did Cooper it. Cup. Yep. And the Gatorade was blue um, for the win. So, so much money. God, that also has me bored. <laughs> I feel like a lot of our prop bets hit, you know, the uh, coin toss, it was heads. Of course, that was a 50-50 toss-up. Um, the over-under on the national anthem, we took the over, which is what it was. I forget what actually the first play of the game was. I do know the first drive resulted in a punt. So the first um, play by the Rams was a run, which was stuck. Yeah, I felt like that was the like... Bengals. But the Bengals' no first surprise. play was a pass to Jamar Chase, a screen pass, just as I had called. So I was close. Yeah, yeah. If the Bengals hadn't deferred on the, the coin toss, you would have <laughs> had that one. I and know. then um, neither team scored on the opening drive, to no surprise. I think this is where we got a little shaken up, is the over-under for the quarterback. So Stafford yeah. did hit the over with mm-hmm. 283 yards, and Embro yeah, hit the like under for yards. this game. Yeah, super close. Um, Cam Akers, no surprise, hit the under. Uh, Joe Mixon hit over. Uh, Cooper Cup surprisingly hit the under, and then Jamar Chase hit the over. Yeah, on those prop bets, and then the first singer at halftime was kind of surprising. So it was actually Snoop who sang first, although they did show Dr. Dre on the screen first. I had picked so Snoop first, but then I changed for the woman. I was we're close. very, yeah, very close. Love that halftime show though was awesome. Um, everybody, I was watching it at the game at the San Francisco Athletic Club in their little outside patio, and everybody was having a great time. Everyone was dancing and singing. It was just, it was so fun. Um, cool guest appearances. Obviously, everybody was talking about 50 Cent <laughs> popping in. Um, a lot of memes and jokes out there about him, you know, looking a little little bigger than 50. Yeah. And then I don't know if as many people caught um, Anderson Pock, but he was there. Um, he didn't even sing. He was just playing the drums with Dr. Dre and Eminem. So that was cool. And... I think this was, a, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show, there's always a lot of mixed reviews. Obviously, you got the older generation that whenever there is, you know, a major, you know, rock headliner, classic headliner, they're stoked. And then all the young people are like, or the, the younger people are like, who is this? Um, and you can't really go, you can't really pick somebody who's like currently cool, you know, because then you alienate like, a huge portion of the viewership. So I felt like this was a, this was a good um, homage to everybody like around our age. I grew up with this, the the music and it was just really fun. Even, I mean, Evan McPherson, he stayed out <laughs> on the field to watch the halftime show and he was vibing. Oh, yeah, I heard so that. that was funny. Yeah. I didn't watch the halftime show. I, I was so nervous. I went out for a walk. Shockingly, I know. I was just, it was a big game for me. So I just was focused on pure football. <laughs> I yeah. needed some air. Um, yeah. So 
you know, obviously the the game didn't end the way that we had hoped. I think Jamar Chase, his tweet after the game, it was also like the fastest tweet ever seen by a player after a big game like that. But kind of said it all. He just said, damn. Wow. <laughs> and I feel like that was the sentiment for um, almost everyone, you know, outside of obviously the Rams organization and the players. Um there were a lot of um, good footage and good heartfelt moments for them. Obviously, we talked about Matthew Stafford. You know, it's been around for um, for a long time and finally going out and getting that ring. And that was um, the case for a lot of these Rams players. You know, we got Andrew Whitworth. Um, we got Aaron Donald. These guys, yeah, these guys finally going out and getting that ring and it felt good for them. Van Jefferson, his wife went into labor like – towards the end of the game so you know he came off the field and he saw his kids and then like a a staff member came up and was like your wife's in the hospital she's having a baby right now so then they rushed over to the hospital got the ring and a baby Um, Beckham Jr. also gonna have a baby they they were expecting his wife his wife to to have a baby yeah I don't think she's had it yet um okay she looks very pregnant on the field, though. <laughs> um, so it was. Um, I feel like this win, like it was, it was, it was for the players. You know, it's one hundred percent for the players. Um, it's gonna make the the NFL some money, but it was sad because it just doesn't feel like you feel happy for the players, but it doesn't feel. I don't know, like as momentous because nobody's there's no Rams fans. Like that's <laughs> that's not a thing. There are no Rams fans. Well, we have Christina um, de Leon in our chat uh, in our Gridiron Monks group. But everybody is a bandwagon fan. That's the thing. Oh. Like Detroit, Detroit was the number two market watching the Super Bowl. LA <laughs> did not even crack the top ten. Like these are not real LA fans I don't know if you saw the footage um from the parade but it was a sad looking very small crowd crowd. yeah there are no fans like if this had been Cincinnati like the whole I mean Cincinnati had already shut the city down on Monday like all the schools were closed in case they did win the Super Bowl and they were like we're just gonna close the schools in advance just in case like the whole city would have shut down I feel like in any other like major franchise like if it would if the Niners had won like all of the Bay Area would have shut down um and it was the LA Rams where you know obviously a new team to a new city and they're trying to build a fan base but LA I just feel like it's not really in the market there like the people who are going to these games first of all with these crazy expensive tickets like it's just celebrities you know and it's funny you can see Throughout the game, obviously, they called out all the celebrity appearances at the game, like all these celebs at the game with their Rams gear that you can tell they literally just bought off the rack. Like, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> don't the even know football. Tour. I know. Yeah, they're like not it's really annoying. watching. So like Charlie's there wearing that snapback that you know she just snagged oh, off God. the rack. It was like, it's not for the city. It's not for the, this just win is posers. not for the city. It's not for the yeah. fans. There are no fans. I and it's just point. sad um it just doesn't feel as epic you know like you feel good for the players but for like there's nothing there's no feel good story here outside of that um 
uh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. L.A. is the most overrated city in the whole world, like overhyped. So uh, yes, it all makes sense. It's a bunch of posters living there, so that's what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, honestly, it's never been my favorite city. Um, Ooh, you know, obviously I lived LA, in San, yeah. San Diego and a lot of my friends moved to LA and I, I, I've always said, I, I don't think I would ever want to live in LA. Like, I don't really mind visiting. It's fun to visit every once in a while. I just don't want to live there. It doesn't no, seem, no, no, it's not no. really my vibe. No, no, um, no. I hate it. <laughs> I just, I'm going to say I hate it. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I can't do it for more than a few days, I don't think. Not, not really my thing. Like, even Orange County, like, I like Orange County better than I like L.A. It's part of L.A. at the end. Um, um, anyways. But, oh, we got a lot um, of hate for L.A. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, uh, the parade footage to Matthew Stafford. No. Hammered, absolutely hammered. Like his oh, wow. speech, like wasn't he was slurring his words. Like, and Tom, it was funny. Tom Brady had tweeted at him, and it was like, "Makes in water, Matthew. Trust me." Um, after you know his little little show that he put on in Tampa Bay, but Matthew Stafford, he literally had a bottle of 1942 that he was just chugging straight from the bottle, and I was like, "Whew!" Ooh, um, wow. And during the a lot of uh, photos from his college days have surfaced since the game, and people are laughing um, because he looks like, you know, totally, like, in college, he looked totally like uh, your typical, like, Southern frat bro that people were saying. Like, they were like, oh, yeah. Frathy Stafford is back. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's um, funny. Yeah, so, well-deserved for him. He, yeah, yeah. He endured so yeah. much pain in Detroit, so... Uh, eventually, I'll be happy for him as well. I'm happy for, yeah, the Rams have very likable people. So, yeah, there's really not much to hate about them. Yeah. Except their city. <laughs> That's all. Um, and their fans, all these poster fans. That's all. But the team itself, yeah. the, the vibe, the coach, and... Uh, even their uniforms. I'm a huge fan of their uniforms, their stadium. Everything is cool. It's just, just you know, fans are, yeah, suspect. I agree. There was um, there was a another video that's been going viral. So at the, um, I think it was after the speech had already happened. One of the NFL photographers, she was on stage trying to capture some photos of. Uh, Stafford and his wife she actually fell off I don't know if you've seen that mm -hmm. um but there was a lot of uh, memes going around because essentially what's happening in the video she's standing kind of near the edge of the stage she fell off um in, right in front of Math, Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford and Matthew Stafford kind of like they both lo looked and he just turned and he walked away and Kelly Stafford staring at her like oh my god, you know, like, what just happened? Um, so that's become a meme where people are laughing at his reaction that he was so drunk um, that he did not react. Um, and he's also getting a lot of hate where people are like, uh, any normal person would have shown some level of concern, but I think he was just, 
hammered out of his mind. But the <laughs> NFL photographer, I actually know her. Um, my friend is an NFL. My friend Austin is an NFL photographer. What? Her name is Kelly Smiley. And she actually uh, broke both of her cameras. And she broke her spine. Um, oh. It was a very, yeah, it was a very serious fall. Like she fell off the stage, which I think was like an eight foot fall, but she actually fractured her spine. And so During now there's celebration. a celebration. Yep. So look, you have to see the video, I think. Um, I don't think it's hard to find. I'll check it um, out. But, but you know but her. It, it was, yeah. So there is a GoFundMe for her. Uh, they started a GoFundMe yeah, for her help. hospital bill, but I think that uh, it's come out that Matthew Stafford says that he will cover, he would actually cover the medical bills after and replace her camera after she fell off the stage um, just with the video of their reactions kind of circulating. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, once the, but there well, are the... already... Sorry, we just wish her a speedy recovery, and I hope you bring her to our podcast. That would be fun later when she feels yeah, good I... enough on her feet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as the season comes to an end, as, as the Super Bowl comes to an end, there's already betting odds out for next year's Super Bowl. Um, the Bills are currently the favorites with an average of plus 750 across um, different betting platforms and the Chiefs behind them at 800. Typical. So I don't know. Yeah, no surprise. You know, I do think we talked about this last week ahead of the, the game, but I do think that the Bengals, you know, the future is bright. They just need to bolster up that O-line, you know, maybe get an outside linebacker either in the draft or um, – in a trade in the off season, but I think they are looking good for next year as well. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Still too early to analyze. We'll get into all that later. But let's see. Uh, getting to the Super Bowl is so freaking hard. I know Tom Brady made it look easy, but no, it's the whole venture. Uh, some teams never make it back until. 40 years later, so I don't know about the Bengals. Let's see. Um, well, you're going to have to sign us off, Stephen, because I'm still too angry and depressed. So, uh, I'm, but this has been therapeutic for me, so I'm professional. I'm, professional. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I think this, this was a good season. You know, it's our first season. Um, I think this is our first season where we basically did not – or we did have one bye week, but we really, um, you know, powered through the entire season. It was our obviously our first season hosting a Super League with Media Monks, a combined yeah. um, entity. So a lot of work, a lot of heart, and I don't know. I'm excited for next season. I hope that this podcast continues to grow, and I hope that our league continues to grow, and we have some more fun. All right. All right, all right, all right. Well, she was supposed to say bye, Vivian, but I guess she missed, she she fumbled the bye or 
<laughs> he whiffed it just like Tyler Boyd with that uh, catch for a first time that would have probably won the game. Anyways, <laughs> nice try, Vivian. But let's just wrap it up. Uh, again, uh, Janelle Navrat, again, thank you. I haven't thanked her for all the effort she made in all the prizes. Here, we even got a gift card, you and I, Vivian. So I, I'm still checking for that in my, in my email. And lots of people got their rings. So uh, hopefully sometime this year we can get together in real life and do a real life celebration, get hammered like Matthew Stafford. And, uh, you know, by then, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. I just need a few more months to recover. So thank you all. We'll see you pretty soon. Bye. All right, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> all right. Let's try to get this out of the way today. Yeah, I did better than I.